Today, we celebrate All Souls Day, or the feast for all the faithful departed. As I say it, loved ones or friends likely may come to mind, those who have died recently or those long ago, those who died suddenly and surprisingly, and those who died after long battles with illness. In contrast to the wide lens of All Saints Day, with its public proclamation of the eternal security and faith commitments of those who have died, All Souls Day is a more personal flavor. I, you, we are invited to particularly remember those we love and pray for them. This can spark emotion, challenge, grief, maybe questions, maybe even concerns or fear. Hopefully, it also brings about comfort and assurance as we proclaim reality together. We remember them in prayer and pray for their journey. It comes from the conviction that as eternal beings, we are journeying forever together with God and one another, the communion of saints. Krista Tippett journalist and National Humanities Medal winner. She hosted the public radio program for years and now podcast called On Being. In her recent TED Talk, she describes what we have gleaned from the pandemic. And she hangs it on two terms, narrative, she calls them, catastrophe and generative. These shape us, she claims, and our lives may follow both of these concepts. Catastrophe is not a word that perplexes us. We get that word. It is about disaster, suffering, damage. Generative is a word that can be misunderstood. By using it, she means the ordinary finding of ways to contribute to others and our lives together. Generative, generating, new, contributing. She refers to those living the generative narrative as healers and social reformers. Two synonyms for generative from Merriam-Webster are fruitful and abundant, a quality of life and the life that contributes to others. These words captured my attention, catastrophe and generative. As we journey, we careen from one to the other throughout our lives and perhaps, perhaps sometimes on the same day. All Souls Day may bring them both up at the same time for us. When someone we love dies, it is a catastrophe. And that catastrophe does not end. We call it grief. However, in our Christian paradigm, with the death of a loved one over time, our grief can become generative. We call that hope. Somehow the death of a loved one contributes to our lives. And we grieve and hope, and we grow and become. And I realize that may be hard for some of us to hear today. That is because loss, which is something only for this life, not for our forever. In glory, there is no loss. There is no grief. There are no more catastrophes. It is hard for us to hear because our loss is deep. I think our response to loss can be experienced on a continuum as we live our lives. When someone we love dies, we may live in catastrophe for a season, and we may choose to live there for the rest of our lives. Or we may begin to move to a different flavor of grief. Grief's a complicated word, but also simple. I remember the first funeral I helped with here at Trinity. 
Then Dean Keller and I met with the family just prior to the service. And Chris said what Chris often said, and what I often say now, grief is love and love is grief. Grief is the love we have for someone when they are on the other side of the veil. Grief is love that is moving through the rest of our lives, now with loss, with absence. We can get stuck in the thought that our loved ones are gone from here, gone to us in our daily lives. Catastrophe. As our well-being permits, we may hit a stride as our lives demand, and we keep engaging our daily values and commitments. We may find that we can make a volitional choice to engage our faith in our grief. This, this leads to hope. Hope is what is not yet, but will be. What is not yet with physical death is that we are not yet all together. But in our Christian faith, we know we will all be together forever with God and one another. That is the will be, the hope realized. As we grow hope, we become new and more readily participate in bringing the new around us. We are a part of that generative narrative. I do not mean to say that each concept stands alone and we never experience them again as we journey from shock to loss to hope to newness. We experience these in ordered and disordered ways throughout our lives. Things strike us, remind us of those we who we love who have died, catastrophe. We grieve all our lives in many ways because our love has many flavors. We also have joy that comes from those reminders, making us grateful and stirring anticipation for being together again. Catastrophe, grief, hope, generative, abundant, fruitful life. Today is a special day set aside for prayers for those we love, who have died. Why do this? We do this because it helps us in our grief and fosters hope. When we remember our loved ones intentionally and pray for them, we name reality. Our loved ones are near and continue. We are a forever people of journey and development together with God. And as we do this corporately, we may encounter a bit of the flavor, dare I say, of celebration in our hearts as we share grief and hope and prayer all bound up together. The fruit of this can be big in our lives. As we remember, we are courageously participating in our grief. We are working it out. This is healing in our deep places. We heard today in one of Paul's earliest writings, and we hear it in our gospel reading from John as well, Jesus' death and resurrection is a big deal. Jesus is coming back. All who have died are more than okay. We will all be together. Such hope in our grief. We also may find comfort. We heard from the book of wisdom that our loved ones are cared for. Their well-being is certain. The souls of the righteous are in the hand of God and no torment will ever touch them. What began as catastrophe as our loved ones passed on before us to glory becomes, in our grief, assurance, such good news for them, such good news for us. And we further encounter the truth of who God is. God is love, power, 
grace, goodness, always providing, always protecting, even at those times that seem unbearable. John writes of our ability to have assurance. We heard today assurance comes to us simply by hearing and believing. This belief is not something we work up. We grit our teeth to have. The Greek lexicon helps us. It is volitional. It involves our thinking. What do we think is true? What is our conclusion? To believe is to be persuaded. It is a confidence involving trust. It is like saying, I believe this pew over here will hold me up. But we cannot just say it. We must act on it. Go and sit down. Our beliefs form and inform our actions as we live. We sit in the pew, so to speak. And as we do this, we grow assurance. All souls day may strengthen us in catastrophe and bear fruit of a generative nature in us and through us. God give us the courage and grace to welcome it.